You're listening to Live and Loud with the Lord, Nelson, that is. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, once again, you know who it is. It is yours truly, the Lord, Nelson, that is, from the podcast Live and Loud with the Lord on the CMS Network with five Royals Entertainment. And ladies and gentlemen, once again, it's another great week with another great guest, man. I can't tell you, I'm, I'm honored again. I've had Doc Ice. I've had my man Scott Bowling from Good Company with Bowling, Super Scott Super Bowling, what I call him. I've had Raheem. Woo! And now, ladies and gentlemen, we are blessed to have another legendary icon on the show. This young man is part of the Jam On Productions DJ Collective and the creator of one of the best floor packing dance songs of all time. That's my personal opinion, but I believe it without fail. And, and I don't. A million other people believe it. I'm saying it one more time. The best floor-packing dance floor song of all time. I believe it, man. I'm telling you, man. I love it. So I am honored to have him here, and I've been looking forward to this conversation. So uh, I now want to welcome to the Live and Loud with the Lord podcast, Cosmo D from the amazing group Nucleus. Let me clap for one, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> what up, Nelson? Hey, man. Thank you, man. I, so, and listen, I'm, I'm truly honored, man. I, I started the year off with a bang, man. You guys, man. Mine, man. man. Glad to be here. You guys have done it for me, man. So we're going to get into it like this. Always two questions I ask with everybody. The first one is, where are you from, young man? I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Go, Brooklyn. <laughs> the neighborhoods of Bedford, Stuyvesant. Oh, really? Yeah. You and I, Bed-Stuy, man. Bed-Stuy. Go, Yeah, yeah. So what's the best thing about being from there? The best thing about it, 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 it <laughs> you can't even put it into words, man. <laughs> you ever notice about people from Brooklyn? You know, everybody else in, in, in New York, you ask them where they're from, they tell you they're from New York. Right, right. You ask somebody from Brooklyn where they're from, they tell you Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's, another, it's another experience, man. It's, a, yeah. it, 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 it's another level of living, man. <laughs> it's fast, yeah, but it's genuine. Mm. And I, 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 I can say that the people you run with, I'm running with the same cats that I ran with at nine years old still. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Nah, you know, I I live in PA now, but um, Brooklyn for life, baby. No doubt. (laughs) No doubt. For life. Yes, indeed, man. So, Jam On Productions. Now, I always remember you guys saying it in the records. But I didn't understand that Jam On Productions was a DJ collective. You know, yeah. we're down, we're down south. I, you know, I didn't know that. And the foundation of so much more as I did my research and I'm looking at things, I'm just like, wow. Okay. That, wow. So can you please give us the genesis of Jam On Productions and who are the original members? The original members, the three original me- well, even before Jam On, mm-hmm. um, my, my first cousins were brother and sister. Right. Uh, Monique and Pete. Uh-huh. Um, 
they 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 grew up, you know, their, their mother passed at an early age, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and they grew up in my grandparents' house. Right. That was the house in Bed-Stuy. Gotcha. I was there 50% of the time. They lived there. <laughs> and, you know, I got bit by the DJ and bug in, um, what, 70, 75. Right. And in 76, we decided we all the three of us were going to be DJing together. Gotcha. So we, we got our first equipment. You know, it wasn't anything, but, you know, we started doing our first parties and all that. Right. The following year, Nate, Monique, who the world knows now as Nikki D. Yeah. Uh, she she later became part of Nucleus. Right. Um, she left to go to college. Okay. So me and Pete got my best friend, Dave, David St. Louis, mm-hmm. got him to come in, you know, and, 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 and take Nick's place. Right. For the three of us DJ. Okay. And Dave already had, um, there was a kid it, we we grew up, Dave and I grew up on Park Slope mm-hmm. on a block called Lincoln Place. And like I said, I've known him since I was nine years old. <laughs> right. Right. Um, there was a young kid. He was five years younger than me, you know. Mm-hmm. So he was at that time, at time we're talking about, I was what, 17 years old. Right. So that means he was only 12. Right. He ain't with no 12 year old kid hanging with him, <laughs> right. you know. But he was running with Dave already. They were already trying to DJ. Got you. They called themselves Jam Brothers Incorporated. Mm. So we, I told him, yo, man, stop hanging out with the little kid <laughs> and come over and get with us, you know, and we'll do this shit for real. Right. You know, so we bring him in and, you know, make him feel part of the crew, you know, because me and Pete were already together. Gotcha. You know, we ch- I came up with the name Jam On Incorporated using mm-hmm. part of his, you know, the name he was using. Right. It, 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 jam On Productions Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Well, I dropped the incorporated. It was Jam On Productions. Gotcha. You know, and um, it was the three of us. And the kid who was going by, who who, who became, took on the name MC Harmony, mm-hmm. his name is Al T. Now. Okay. And he, and he travels. He, him and I, we started record labels and everything together. He, he and I run closest now, the two of us. But he was just a kid then. But kid we then. brought him in as our first MC. Right. So in summer of '77, Jam On Productions was born. It was my cousin Pete. He was Master Quadro. Mm-hmm. Dave St. Louis. He, he was Doctor Freeze. Right. <laughs> And I was I was going by the name Cosmo Disco in '76. Okay, but in '77, at the same time, hip hop, you know, the 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 vibe, mm-hmm. you know, because street street jamming and all that was already strong in Brooklyn, right? But the vibes that came down from the Bronx and uptown, yeah, swept through Brooklyn in '77, <laughs> and everybody started calling their name Frankie D. Charlie C, all of that stuff. So I changed my name, you know, because I was a disco DJ originally. Yeah. I loved playing disco. That's how right. I learned. Mm-hmm. But I said, okay, instead of Cosmo Disco, it's Cosmo D. Right. And that's, that's how we came the name. And it was MC Harmony. Mm-hmm. It was our first MC. And that's how Jam One Productions was born, summer 77. Uh, crazy. So you guys were in high school, right? Other than other than the no, young, I was on. They were in high school. Oh, I were. was out. The, uh, out Harmony was too young. 
I had been kicked out in 76. <laughs> you know, I, I had a, a, a... You and Raheem, man. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that about Raheem, but that makes sense. That makes sense. We, Raheem and I kind of flow together in a lot of different ways. But, um, yeah, in 76, um, I had a bit of a trouble, you know, selling selling herbals <laughs> and, 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 and the, the, my 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 dean didn't like my my herbal business you Real know talk. decided i should be removed from the premises <laughs> so my mother who was a teacher wow said, yeah my mother was a teacher Raheem mom was a teacher too man that's crazy i, I told you we we that's we crazy flow. We float very similar. Yes, sir. One of these days, him and I need to sit down and really, <laughs> really rap on that. My mom said, well, look, you don't even need to go to another school because she wasn't able to control me anyway because I had my own mind about everything. Right. But I was smart as a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Because she said, you go and take that GED. She yeah. rolled me in a, in, a, in, a, in a couple of courses where they concentrated not on the, you know, because I already had the smarts and education, yes. but on the taking the test. Got you. Got you. And I ended up, I lied. I was supposed to be, you were supposed to be 18 or your class had graduated mm -hmm. in order to take the GED. I was still 17 and my right. class hadn't graduated yet, but I said it was 18, took the test, blew the test out of the water and had my GED by the time we started jam on. Oh man. Goodness, man. <laughs> it's all love, man. And, and just like, you know, we talk about school, man, and, and still, it, you know, perseverance and wanting something, man, it, it speaks a lot. You can still do things, man. You know, everybody doesn't go through the same avenue to get to certain places, man. No. Yeah, so 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 that's love, man. So so you are an actual musician, right? So 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 what instruments did you play? Or go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, I, 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 at that time, I was trying to play guitar. Okay. And not and I was very lazy. <laughs> I, 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 one of my character flaws is I am what I like to call a professional procrastinator. <laughs> you know what that means? I procrastinate. <laughs> you know, so um, I had a guitar. I could solo my ass off, right? But chords was hard, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> so you. I ain't bothered trying to learn the chords. You know, ah, no, no, I ain't tripping. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't stick with that. Then I was a rock singer, you know. <laughs> I had a, a, a rock-like voice, you know, so I could do some singing. So I'd get hoarse. Now, I feel myself getting hoarse now, just yelling right. at the yeah. on the street. Yeah. You know, but um, in 79... You know, I, I discovered synthesizers mm. and I and, you know, I fooled around on, on, on people's pianos right. and shit, yeah. you know, and if I had been smart because I had taken trumpet in, in school and that was hard as shit. Yeah. And I chose trumpet because I thought it was going to be easy. That's that's the kind of person <laughs> I am. I said, all you got to do is blow, you know, because you have a toy trumpet. All you right. do is blow on the toy trumpet. The noise comes out. That's easy. All I, got, I can blow. Then, no man, you gotta put your lips to this thing, <laughs> and then your lips are hurting, and you making it. Set up. I said, "Oh man, this is hard." I didn't, I didn't want to do anything. It was hard. Well, keyboards is easy. Uh -huh. Twelve keys. Okay. You know, and, and it looks like a whole lot until you realize, no, they're just groups of twelve, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that became easy to figure out. You know, so. Got you. 
in 79, I started fooling around the synthesizer. Mm-hmm. And by then I'd been DJing for a while, you know, and DJing came to me like, like, like fish to water, you know? So right. I, I, I started applying that into what I was doing, trying to make, you know, trying to make shit that not sounded as good as the records I was spinning, but sounded right. better than the records that I was Got spinning. Got you, indeed. You know, and that was where it started in 79 as far as um, keyboards. But yeah, I'm not a musician in the sense that, you know, because I just got off the jazz cruise, like I was telling you. Right, right. You know, I was in there watching these cats. <laughs> I, I can't even begin to play like these motherfuckers, man. You know, it, 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 it's not even a contest. But I, I can I can do some shits with a synth, and, and I do know some music theory. You know, because right. when I when I said, okay, this works with that note, and that works with that note, and you know, being a person who who is always about education, mm-hmm. I bought a couple of books to figure out why these notes Indeed. work together. Right. So right. I know my music theory and all that. I even learned how to sight read a bit, but um, I'm a hip hop musician. You're a hip hop. Listen, <laughs> I, I, listen, no, and listen. That's all beautiful. Thank you for all that backstory. I love that man because when you're talking guitar, like I told Raheem and, and Doc Ice, uh, my bandmate. I'm in a in a band called Plastic Catastrophe with Lord Nelson. In fact, my man's here. He flew here last night, and uh-huh. we'll, be, we'll be hanging out tomorrow, just doing some things. Matt Acevedo, what's up, bro? And so he, he he and his wife. Gifted me a guitar. Mm. Now I was in I was in the uh, rap metal band Stuck Mojo for a while. Also, okay. and and you know we traveled so much Europe, around the world, Russia, and we did so much stuff. But they gave me this guitar, man, and and I pick it up, and I you know I work on the basic things, and I'm like this: How in the hell? <laughs> Shit is hard, man. I'm like I'm like. <laughs> It's like it, it really hit me, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like Mike Tyson hit me, just like I don't I was like, God, are you serious? So yeah. I'm playing the basic things that I was talking to Raheem, and I can see he was playing certain things like that. And I was just like, Man, but it's such a beautiful instrument. Just yeah, music, I is, love it. music is beautiful, period. It's just beautiful, period. So, so much of the stuff, just like you said, man, this stuff ain't easy, man. You do what you do, and it's just like yeah. I know that I write well, I know that I am an MC, I know that's who I am. You know, mm-hmm. and that was my love always. People are always like, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And I'm just like, nah, nah, nah. And, and, and I got a couple of stories for you that, that, mm-hmm. that'll trip you out and stuff, but it, it's all tied into what we're doing. So the next thing is, what were those New York block parties like in the late 70s and early 80s, man? The 70s in New York and Brooklyn was yeah. heaven, man. <laughs> you said heaven. It was, it, was, it was heaven, man. Yeah. You know, um... Especially, you know, once, you know, because we always had block parties. Mm-hmm. I remember in the 60s in Best Time, my moms and I lived on Halsey Street. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there was there's a park, Saratoga Square Park was right across the street. And this is in the 60s. Right. You know, like I, I think I moved from there in 67. Mm-hmm. When it come out in the summertime, you know, it, 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 it was too early for DJs and all that. Okay. But, Cats would be out there with the congas and some yeah. of the uh, horn or something like that, right. and they'd be jamming all summer night long, man. Oh. That was that was a flavor in Brooklyn, right? You know, so in the seventies when when the DJ started, you know, which is what brought me into it. Mm-hmm. You know, it it was like, you know, and a a party, a huge party. 
that's available for everybody. Right. Available for everybody. Everybody. You know, and, and by the end of the 70s, you know, I, I, I wrote a song called Summer of 79, mm. you know, talking about it. Bed style, you know when you do or die. And if you came in there fronting, it was suicide. It used to be a hip-hop paradise where we kept the parts jamming in the summertime. You came outside and put your ears to the air because you knew you hear the sound coming from somewhere out there. And if you want to find a place, you just head in the direction of the rumbling bass. Yeah. You know, you know, because by that by this time we had we had our our, our, our all our equipment, mm-hmm. and you know we were battling cats. <laughs> yeah. You came outside in the summer, you know, in the afternoon, you know, because you slept all fucking morning. <laughs> you know, you came out in the afternoon, and you listen, and you listen, and you hear oh, there's a rumble. Mm-hmm. Somebody's jamming somewhere, right? And you try and find out where they jamming at. And then you you either walk to it or somebody tells you, no, that's so forth and so on park or so yeah. forth and so on block and all that. And you go there and then you see if you can get got the hookup, there's some place to hook up. And if you if if it's a possibility, you know, because some blocks they ain't gonna let you get them. Right, right, right. You know, this is their people's and here you come. <laughs> but um you go there and you 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 find your space, you set up. The battle's on, man. That 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 was man. Amazing, man. Amazing. So I, I, I tell people all the time. I you know, I'm not, I'm not from the Bronx, so I don't sing the element thing and all that. I accept the element thing because they invented the shit, right? You know, is. you know. I I, I I say all the time they didn't invent the 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 the, the street party attitude, which is prevalent in hip hop. But mm-hmm. that brand of hip hop that ended up being worldwide, they invented that. They, I don't, I don't yeah. think there's any doubt of that, yeah. you know. But but one thing, one element that I think is essential to hip hop is also essential to the New York street street party mentality is a battle mentality. Right. Yeah. Every element is built around battling. battling. Gotcha. You know, I don't care if it's graph or if it's breaking or if it's emceeing or it's DJing. It's all about the battle. I'm right. better than you. Right. You know, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And, you know, that shit was bred in us. We had a battle mentality. And I still do, man. I still <laughs> I'm going to have that shit. I'm taking that one with me to the grave, man. And listen, I'm going to tell you one thing, man. I'm sitting here looking at you, man, and remembering back when Man, do you know how you still looking baby faced in the whole now? You might have a little gray. I'm being real, man. So listen, whatever you got going on, what's ever going on in your life, continue doing it. Because it's a beautiful thing, man. And I met the love of my life in 1979, and she been by my side the whole time. Oh, man. It ain't ain't two arms swinging here. It's four. (laughs) It's four. Hey, res- hey, respect the wifey, man. Most definitely, man. man. Yes, indeed. So, that's a secret weapon, man. I got you, man. So, so listen, I got one too, man. She, mm. she, she, she rough on me sometimes. Let me say that a little sure. quiet. She rough on me sometimes, but but she's she's a real one. <laughs> she's there you go. One. <laughs> so there so you how go. did how did hip hop capture you back then? So you were doing what you were doing and DJing. So how did hip hop get you to where it's just like, man, this is what I want to do here. This is what we're gonna do. Well. <sighs> When did I decide? You know, I don't think I decided music was what I wanted to do. I mean, I knew I wanted to DJ. Uh-huh. You know, but DJing wasn't exactly the thing that you did. 
Okay. As a career back then. Yeah. Right, right, right. You right. know, I mean, the, Flowers was, it, it was a career for him. P.T.J. Jones, it was a career for him. Um, Reggie Wells, it was a career for him. You know, there was a few cats. And, and, and I don't even know if I can actually honestly say that. Maybe they had jobs too. Right, you right. Know? Now were they all you out of Brooklyn? You weren't rich doing it. Right, right. Were they all out of Brooklyn also? Um, Flowers was. I okay. think PTJ Jones might be, but I'm not sure. Um, Reggie Wells, I'm not sure either. Yeah, you just bringing up some other names. You know, I know Flash, I know Herc, you know, Theodore, the, you know, the certain names that I know. You right. Know. And so and I you, you all them had day jobs too, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. you know, my whole thing at that point. Um, was you know trying to get a damn good job yeah. so I could continue to support doing the DJ shit. I feel you. you know, because when we when we made money DJing, we sunk it back into the crew. Yes, you yes. know, into yes. equipment, into records, and all of that shit. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And so. I know because you know my brother, he still he's got his own uh, internet radio station now, and he's a DJ. He brought you guys down, but I'll get into that a little bit later though. Right. But uh, but yeah, but he's still doing it. He's still super nice, you know. I thank him for always, you know, bringing so much. You know, my parents always had music in the house. Always, we had music of every genre. We we listened to music. We right. were a musical family, and right. so uh, man, I just always enjoyed it. And so, here's the thing, though, man, I want to ask you though. So, those early '80s was such a great time in music. So, uh, where a lot of groups were experimenting with electronic sounds, and you talked about it a little bit. So, was it a specific sound, song, or group that inspired you to do the same? No, not not a specific sound. The, mm-hmm. the 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 well, I loved electronic music, and that was the instruments that was available to me. Okay, okay. You know, and like I said, I've been in funk. I've been in funk bands. I've mm. been in a, 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 a reggae band. I fooled oh. around with rock. You know, yeah. while I was trying to play guitar and when I was trying to sing. Right. But when I picked up the keyboards. Mm-hmm. The natural thing to do was electronic music. Got you. And that was shit that Giorgio Moroda, Kraftwerk, Kraftwerk, yes. Michelle Jarre, yes. you know, that, that was cats like that. Um, Gary Newman, yes. you know, and, you know, even even more punkish acts like Devo yes. and SC were All doing, that, you know, so, yes. so it was leading me that way. Uh-huh. But I'm 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 hip hop. Hip hop. Yes. You know I'm 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 a Brooklyn street kid <laughs> right. to the to, to the core. So even though I'm doing stuff that sounds like that on the top and the mm-hmm. flavors and all that, my core in the yes. music was always funk. One hundred percent. You know, it was always funkadelic Parliament. You know, <laughs> was always you know breaks. Yes. You know, it was, it was always funky as baseline. <laughs> you know, every everything I did from when I was a little kid, when I used to make up music walking down the street, in my mind was started from a baseline. Right. You know, right. so whereas I was, it was electronic on top, electronic in flavor, mm-hmm. it was street music, funk music at its core.
doubt. So, okay. So the nice, nice way to segue. Let's let's, let's talk about nucleus. The iconic nucleus, the legendary nucleus, the dope nucleus, the nucleus who has one of the greatest, again, party songs of all time, bar none. I mean that when I say that, man. So, I appreciate that, so, man. So how was the group formed? All right. Um, in 1979, mm-hmm. we were DJ, Jam On Productions. Nick was back. Right. Okay. Right, from college. Okay. You know. But we reached our zenith in 1979 as a as a crew. Okay, we had six DJs and ten MC. Oh wow! Yeah, man, we were no oh, joke. Massive, no joke. yeah. We were jamming every day. If yeah. we if we if we weren't doing jams outside, we we had our basement and it was set up, and it was always people in it every single day. Wow! All right, so that was rolling mm-hmm. down the block. A kid who a kid I call him a kid. He's you know, he was, Chili B was what four years younger than me. Okay, but um, he lived down on, on the next block. He was DJing himself. Okay, you know, and he also I knew him. You know, when we were younger, we were in a band together called Thunderfunk. Right. No, I was a singer, and uh-huh. he was a bass player. Yeah, so he is down the block, right? Nick is back. Mm-hmm. What we did, we 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 we. Um, did my birthday party, my 20th birthday party, day after my 20th birthday. Okay. And I met this chick named Yvette. Mm-hmm. And Yvette was hanging with my cousin, and we started going out. Right. That was Lady E. Mm-hmm. So all the foundation started in 79, 79. because that summer also, Nick started going out with, mm-hmm. with, with Chili B. Yeah. You know, remember, we all lived on the same block. Right, right, right. It was at when 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 I met Yvette, my mind started to okay, you've met the person you're gonna be with the rest of your life. Ah. This clicked gotcha. almost instantly within a week. Yeah. I knew it. And, oh. and I was going with another chick too. I didn't know no one when I hang with her, I said, "No, no, I can't let this go. This <laughs> you you got to go. I'm staying right here. This, I let this one go." The thunder hit and, you, man. She hit no, you. It, it was no joke, man. Yeah, my whole life changed. Yeah, and one of the changes was I realized I wasn't doing shit because remember I'm already a professional procrastinator. Right, <laughs> I I don't get shit done. I get up in the morning, smoke my joint. Yeah. Spend the rest of the day, where we going to get some weed? Right. Smoke the weed. <laughs> Got to have some weed before I go to bed at night. This was my life. That and DJing was what my life was about. That was for me to somebody I know. That, 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 that's, <laughs> I mean, I was 19, so. Yeah, yeah. But when I met her, so you, you, you got to get yourself about the rest of your life. Mm. I stopped smoking weed. Mm. Something I tried to do many times before and it wasn't happening. Right. And I said, no, I stopped smoking weed. Went and got a job. Mm. It was at the job, going to the job that I passed this store, saw these little synthesizers, and I bought the synthesizer. Yeah. Came home, her and I sat together, her singing, me just fooling around. I bought the synthesizer and a little drum machine. Made my first song the first night. Wow. It was a damn good song, too. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and Right then and there, I said, look, I can do this. Yes. 
And that's when I decided, okay, music was my future. Oh, awesome. Right then and there in 79. Yeah. Okay, now we're going to skip ahead because um, I started, the first thing I'm doing music, you know, tape to tape sounds awful. Tape to tape is you record record a passage on one cassette player. Uh Then you play that cassette player and record another package, pass right. it to another cassette, and back and forth. What you end up with is one tape yeah. that sounds like shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can hear the music because you know what you play, but yeah. most of it is noise and it's all distorted and all that. Yeah. And and and, and, and if you all you got is one tape. Yeah. So I, I first we tried to, I tried to make a, a, a do a rap record called Freak City Rapping. Mm-hmm. We had registered our, our crew, Jam on Productions, and registered a, 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 a business company called Freak City Disco. Okay. And we were looking to open up a record store and all that. Mm-hmm. That never materialized, but this rap record came out of it. Right. With me and MC Harmony mm-hmm. rapping on it. Okay. And, and, and Lady E singing. Mm-hmm. I had the one tape. So I, the tape sounded like shit, but I said, I can hear it, so somebody else will be able to hear it. Yeah. So I looked up all the rap records. Remember, there weren't many rap records yet. Right. This is 1980. That's real. So yeah. I got a list of every rap record we had in the crate, mm-hmm. every record, every every one of their addresses, and I went, literally didn't I know, because I'd never shot before. Uh-huh. get there, they said, no, you got to leave the tape. They only mm-hmm. got one tape. No, nobody got, nobody got time to listen to you. You got to leave the tape. Right. I went all over the place, nothing. Finally, I end up at this this place, this last one on my list, Reflection Records. You remember uh-huh. them? You DJ, right? No, no, my, my brother. Oh, oh you know, your brother's yeah, DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you remember this record? Um, the, the something general, Showtime New York, has labeled this song devastating to your ear. ear, ear, ear. Yeah, 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 it is, to your ear. Yes, it is. That was on Reflection Records. So okay. from that record, I went to this address. Uh-huh. I go in the place, and, and, and it's a one-stop. A one-stop is uh, a, a small record distributor. Right. That sells records to other record companies. Okay. Uh, other record stores. Right. So they got everybody's record up in this little one-stop. Got you. And then the office in the one stop is where Re- Reflection Records was. Okay. I go up in there and there's this little motherfucker named <laughs> Joe Webb. And I said, look, man, I know I can't, I, but I can't leave this tape, but I got this one tape. He said, I'll listen to you, do it with you. Okay. So we sat down and he listened to it. Yeah. And he gave me some constructive criticism. Okay. So I always appreciated that. And Indeed. he had the kind of name you won't forget, Joe Webb. Right. You don't forget a name like that. Right. I said, okay, cool. <laughs> so I left. So now, as time goes on, I'm still getting my chops together, getting my production together. I realized what I need, instead of going for tape to tape to tape to tape, making this stuff sound like shit, mm-hmm. I needed something for multi-track. And right, right new, brand new, from Tascam, was a quarter studio. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a four-track a four four track. Yeah. cassette recorder. Yes, sir. With a little board on it. Right. That's what I need. But <laughs> yeah. I didn't have the money. Uh-huh. So I went to Neek. Uh-huh. And I said to Neek, look, you know, could you could you invest? I didn't even say lend. 
Mm-hmm. I said, could you invest in this? Because I'm telling you, I'm going to make this shit happen. Right. Could you invest? And she said, okay, I'll do that and pay, and pay for it for me. But here's what I want you to do. Because remember, she's going out with Chili B. Right. I want you to get you work with Chili B mm-hmm. together on music. Yeah. Now, Chili was a nice bass player. Mm-hmm. By this time, he was a dope bass player, but I didn't know it yet. Right. But when we were younger, he was a nice bass player. So I had no problem working with Chili B. Indeed. So, and by the way, Chili B's name is Bob Crafton. Okay. I guess I should say that because we weren't calling him Chili B. I never called him, I always called him Bob. <laughs> right. So I said, yeah, I got no problem working with Bob. So I went out, she gave me money. I went out, got the Porter studio, sat down, went over there, you know, because by this time, by this time, I, I was back in my mother's house in Park Slope and going back and forth to Bed-Stuy. Got you. And we sat down, Chili B and I, in the basement, made a song in one night. Mm. And I said, oh, okay, this, this is it. Right. It. Let's go forward. And so we decided, me, Chili B, mm-hmm. and Neek and Yvette, Monique and Yvette, Right. Nikki D and Lady E, mm-hmm. Bob Craft and Chili B and myself, we were going to start working together. They would work on the vocals and me and Chili B would do all the music. Right. And that's a, that's where Nucleus was born. We didn't call ourselves Nucleus. Right. We didn't call ourselves anything at first. We uh-huh. just started working on music. Right. It was months later, as we, we started to develop a good bunch of stuff, and here's something that I don't mention enough. Mm-hmm. By the time I met, when I met Yvette, when I met Lady E, mm-hmm. I was already a Christian. Okay. You know, I I, I was an atheist, not an atheist. <laughs> I, 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 agnostic. I, I was agnostic. <laughs> I was agnostic. For, for most of my life. Yeah. And then when I was 17... I got this young lady pregnant. Mm. She was a sweet young lady, but we that went on the same plane. Yeah, no, she 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 didn't stimulate me intellectually, right? And I didn't have a father. Mm. There was no way I was going to bring a child into this world and not be a father to. I got you. So I told her. I told her, look, I'm here. And so forth, and, and, and I was agnostic up to that point. And her and I got on our, down on our knees one night because it said to me, "When I realized she's pregnant, and your whole life is about to change." Right. I realized this, 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 this you done tried all the other shit. Mm. Ain't no way to go but back to your roots, you know. Because I was brought up Catholic. Yes. So you know, and, and for the first time, because Catholicism teaches you atheism. And <laughs> they don't teach you about how to connect to God on a personal basis. But when I went and I turned to God on a personal basis, mm-hmm. that was the beginning. You know, gotcha. and and I think all of that, I know all of that led to eventually meeting my wife and everything. Beautiful. So when I realized that this music was just coming out of me, and I never had music lesson the first. Mm. And I was capable of doing this and, and blessings. And then it, it, first time with me and Yvette song one night, first time with me and me and Bob song first night. I said, okay, 
but I'm only going to make music with a purpose. Got you. Music that either 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 is about you know bringing people to God, mm-hmm. you know, because I've never been a a a a, a, a preacher kind right. of person. Okay, you know, I think it's about spreading spreading love and positivity. No doubt, you know, and, 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 yeah. and, and bringing people that way. And if if you, they you know if if they're open to it, read the word because mm-hmm. you know. This is some stuff in there that can help you, right, you know. Indeed, you know, indeed. and all that, but but I'm not about hitting nobody over the head about nothing. Right. But um, we decided that all of our music would be about about love, positivity, Christianity, or or, 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 or godliness. Oh, okay. We're talking about the issues of the world mm-hmm. and, and, and speaking on that, but we weren't going to make any records that had nothing, any music that had no purpose. Right. Got you. Okay. And the name we finally chose was, I, I, and I was looking under the, I was thinking the name messenger mm-hmm. spelled M E S Z E N G E R. Okay. You know, this Z's or You know, I, I used to draw comic books right. and that's how I got the name Cosmo. I, I always liked the Z better than the S. So. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Chili B, Chili, Chili B say, why messenger? I said, because we want to, we want to do something positive. Right. He said, well, why not positive then? Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, we'll, 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 we'll compromise and call us positive messenger. Mm-hmm. And that was the name we were going by. Right. Okay. I'm on this story now, so I might as well finish it. Now we roll and roll with it. I'm still DJing. I'm still DJing. Mm -hmm. But at that time, you know, we still DJing. Jam on is still strong. We're we're talking, we're talking 1981, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, we're doing gigs and all that. One of the, one of the DJs in Jam on, guy by the name of Salvador Smooth. Mm Mm-hmm. He says, yo, man, why don't you do a rap? A rap record. Now, right. mind you, Freak City Rapping was a rap record. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, but by this time, the rap records were coming out and it was right. And we thought they were whack. Really? Yeah, because here's something that a lot of people don't 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 realize. And it took me analyzing it to make me because I, I was thinking, why do why did we think they were always rap? always so whack. And in 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 the Bronx, in Uptown, these people were about showmanship. Mm. So they formed their little collectives, yes. you know, five, all that. Right. and they had their routines and their dance. <laughs> right. and, 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 and what's one would say this rhyme, to say that rhyme, and the to die. Right. Routines and all yeah. that. That shit didn't work in Brooklyn. <laughs> In Brooklyn, it was a battle every fucking night. We had 10 MCs. You know what our 10 MCs did? They battled each other every fucking night. They didn't have routines. Every now and then, you know, because they got to know each other's rhymes, Mm -hmm. they would back each other up as they took turns when we were doing parties and shit. Yes. But it was no routines. We're not cooperating here. Right. It's a battle. I'm better than you, mm. and, and, and you think you, you better than them, but they think they better than me. Right. You know? Right. And so the records that we envisioned reflected that. And if you. you go through the history 
of shit that comes out of Brooklyn. Uh-huh. They know routine records. There's very <laughs> few of them. Wow. One guy says a verse, then the next guy says a verse, mm-hmm. then the next guy comes back, and the next guy comes back. Wow. They may back each other's verses up, but they're not doing rub, rub. It just, it yeah. mean that they wrote together. No. I write my rhymes. You write your rhymes. My rhymes yeah. better than yours, and so forth. That's that's the mentality. Yeah. And that was the difference. So we, I'm digging the records on the on the on on on. First of all, everybody thought Sugar Hill was right. Really, everybody, everybody thought Sugar Hill. Was right. Okay, you know, but um, nothing was happening there. So he asked me to do a rap record. Mm-hmm. I said okay. I'm going to make a rap record in the in the pure George Clinton vein right. that makes fun of the rap records on the radio okay. and calls out the crews out there. Right, right. And I named it Jam On's Revenge. Yeah. Me and the Jam On production crew here are taking over this world. So we want all of you ding-daggers to back up your hips and your hocks, get on your high horses, and vamoose! And, you know, I call out all the different crews. I I made it like it it, it was a Western. Mm -hmm. And... The Cosmo D voice was slowed down to sped up. You know how George does it? Yes. Excuse me, with the munchkin voices. Right, 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 right. But I was doing a John Wayne imitation. Uh-huh. Good work, jam on. You know, that kind <laughs> of You know, and, and the whole mission was to win the town of whack rappers. I got you. <laughs> running them all out by sundown. You know, and, and that was what jam on's revenge was. Right. You know? And I just did it for fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't looking to put it out, so it wasn't positive messenger. It was just something. But we started playing it at, 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 our, uh, at you so, know, our parties and all yes, that. Yes. And it would fill the dance floor. People, yeah. would, people would bug on it. Right. So we had this record, this song called Computer Age. Mm-hmm. I wrote this song called Computer Age. As I'm working on it, right about I'm finishing it up, Planet Rock hit. Yes. And I hear Planet Rock, I said, well, if that's a hit, mm-hmm. this is a hit. Yes. So I said, okay, I'm going to, you know, I got the Porter Studio now, I got my mm-hmm. shit sounding good and all that. Right. I said, okay, I'm going to shop this shit. So I put up a, 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 a tape, I put together a tape to shop with, and I throw all the, all of the positive messenger stuff on there, mm-hmm. and on side two there's room at the end of the tape. Yeah. So I said, "Fuck it, let me throw Jam On's Revenge on the end of that." Wow. So, and my idea is I'm going right to Tommy Boy. So I only had one tape, <laughs> right? Because I was going to Tommy Boy. Uh huh. But as I'm heading, he says, "You know that cat Joe Webb." Hmm. He took the time out to listen, and I and I'd like to really like to get his, his, his you know hear the improvement and all that. Right. So I go to the one stop. Reflections is not there anymore. Mm. So I said, okay, I, I'm gonna go to Time Boy. Said, but wait a minute, there's a there's a phone booth right outside. Yeah. You remember phone booths? Of course I do. Uh, <laughs> in the phone booth, 
they had back then phone books. Phone books, that's right. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so I went in there and I opened up the phone book, looked at Joe Webb, sure enough, there it is. Right there. So I called him up and, and it's, it's him. Mm. He answers, he said, yeah, I remember and so forth. He said, come on down, let me hear. Right. So I'm thinking, it was on East 6th Street. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, he's got his new office and so forth and so on. I get down there, it's in the fucking projects. <laughs> 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 I go in there, go, go to his crib, play it, and he plays it. And he's loving everything. Right. Loving it. Loving yeah. it, loving it. Gets to the last song on the B-side, Jam On's Revenge comes on. He loses his motherfucking mind. <laughs> he says, that is a hit. My right. God, that's it. He starts dancing on, that is it. That's it. I said, yo, man, I just made that shit as a joke. Wow. I just put it on there just to fill up room on the tape. Right. No, that's it. That's, that's it. The word. Then the magic words came out of his mouth. He said, I'll make you a half million dollars in a year. Oh, my goodness, yo. That, that time, made it to time boy. Yeah. <laughs> Never made it to Tommy, boy. Right. <laughs> I said, you make, you get, you make me what? <laughs> So we 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 decide okay we're going to do this but we can't do it as positive messenger right cuz positive messenger was something devoted to god mm-hmm. and it had a purpose right indeed and here we go violating our purpose on our first <laughs> fucking <record. laughs> so i said now we got to come up with a new name for this yeah so we realized because at this point, Nick and Yvette and I had gotten married in '81. Mm-hmm. Nick and Bob had gotten married, I think, early '82. Okay, it was either end of '81 or early '82, mm-hmm. and all of us were living together. Right in my mother's house. Wow, on the second floor, gotcha. we were in the front of the house, and they were in the back of the house, and in the middle of the middle room, we shared. For 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 DJ for 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 studio. Got you. And so we said, well, Nick and I are first cousins. Mm-hmm. I'm married to 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 Yvette. Yeah. She's married to Bob. So we're like the nucleus of three families. Got you. Got you. And we said, okay, we'll call ourselves nucleus. You know, and that's a a a, a, a techno kind of sci-fi kind of name. Right. You know. Right. But we said we'll spell it. Actually, we were going to spell it the original way, uh-huh. Nucleus. And, and, and Joe Webb says, well, they said you can't get that name because it it, 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 it violates scientific trademarks. And all right. I realized years later that was bullshit. He was trying to steal the name from us by having us change the name. But I had already thought about, you know, changing it to N.E.W. anyway. Right. So I said, okay, well, we'll do, do N.E.W. because I was thinking about that anyway. So he yeah. said, fine. And then when he when when he tried to trademark it, mm-hmm. he tried to trademark it under that under his name, and that's how we became, became nucleus, <laughs> and how we ended up doing. Oh, I didn't tell you the wiki 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 story. Yeah, because you know I'm, you know I'm definitely about to ask you that, no doubt. 
So, so, so let me go ahead and ask the question. Yeah. It, it, you know what? Nah, you go ahead because I'm going to go into my story that I got to tell. So you finish up, then I got to tell you my first story. Go ahead. Right. In 1979, mm -hmm. there was this crew that we used to battle all the time. We were on Bainbridge between Howard and Saratoga. They were on Bainbridge between Saratoga and Hopkins. Mm -hmm. And this PS-137 Park that we used to battle in all the time. Yeah. We used to blow them out all the time. Mm. Is it, the cast name was Barrington. I can't remember the name of their crew, uh -huh. but everybody just called him Barrington anyway because he owned the equipment. Okay, gotcha. He didn't know how to set it up. <laughs> so his equipment always sounded like shit, so it wasn't a battle for, for us at all. Yeah. But they had a kid named Keithy Keith, I think his name uh -huh. He was a young kid. He wasn't with the crew always, but he came in the crew in 79. And he had mastered the new art of scratching. Right. Now, remember, we started out as, as disco mm -hmm. blending DJs. Mm -hmm. and all yes. We had started learning how to scratch and all that, especially on uh, Quadro. Quadro yes. got good at it, yes. but I, he wasn't good at it yet at this point. Mm -hmm. But we would blend. Now, I blend a break just as fast as you scratch one yeah, and make it sound yeah. seamless. Right. You know, right. So it's make the beat sound endless. But yes. anyway. We blew them away one day, as usual. They're packing their shit up, and we got the crowd. And Keith comes over to me and says, yeah, 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 you guys are bad, but you can't do this. Wiki, 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 wiki. <laughs> that shit cracked me the fuck up. The other little kid told me I can't wiki, wiki, wiki. Right, right. <laughs> you know? In the meantime, he the one packing up because his ass is done got pulled out yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I ain't got a wiki, 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 man. You can't do this. Wiki, 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 wiki. That became a running joke with our crew. Right. So when, when I made Jam On's Revenge, I had to throw that in there. Yes. Yeah, you guys are bad, but you can't do this. Wiki, 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 wiki. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so that, that ends up being the hook of that right. Right. And, and little that I and you know, I, I saw a message on uh, 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 something on YouTube uh -huh. the other day. Somebody must have been from back of the way. Said I stole that idea. I didn't steal the idea. I didn't come up with it, but right, it wasn't right. an idea for a record. It's something that actually happened. <laughs> you know, but it must be somebody from back in the day that knows the story. But yeah, it did. Well, that, that that was the first, if I remember correctly, we heard the wiki wiki first, and then we heard uh jam on it. You know, Jam On's yeah. Revenge. Wiki, Wiki, yeah. like I said, Wiki, yeah. Wiki, Jam On's Revenge was the first record we put out. Yeah, yeah. This one that got us a deal. Right. And, and what happened was after it blew up, because remember, the record I'm selling is Computer Age. That's right. when I want to get That's out. That's crazy. I know hit. it's a hit. It's I definitely know it's a hit. hit. Yeah. I know it's a hit. Right. But um, they, they wanted Jam On's Revenge and put that out. And Joe Webb originally put it on his label, mm -hmm. but after it blew up on WBLS, yeah, he went and got a deal with Sunnyview. Sunnyview, right? Yeah, right. Sunnyview was owned by Morris Levy and Henry Stone. Okay, and I don't know if you know who those people are. I know the Le yeah Levy, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, um, yes, gangsters. But um, anyway, <laughs> like most, so, people, yeah, yeah, it did, it did. So computer age is supposed to be next. Yeah, it came at me and said, "Yo, we want you guys to do a rap record." Mm-hmm. Now, neither Chili B or I were rappers. Right. We were DJs. Got you. But back in the seventies, everybody took a turn on the mic. Indeed. So even though I wasn't a rapper, because back then an MC was considered somebody who could go off the dome for hours. Right, right, right. You know, because right. you did parties, and you and like I said in Brooklyn, we didn't do routines. Right. They they just come off the mic and they rap, they rap, and rap. We had we had a lot of MCs, but all night long. True freestyles. Yeah, right. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. But yeah. I had a rhyme book. Yeah. And when I get on the mic, I say the same rhymes. And we jam so often, yeah. you know, that when I would say my rhymes, Everybody the crowd did. would say them with yeah. me. Yes, it did. Because they knew my rhymes. That's you know, better than that, man. That's better. Yeah, yeah. So when they said they, said they wanted a, a, a rap record, and, you know, at first I'm like, you know, we're not rappers, man. We're not MCs. We're mm-hmm. DJs. Yeah. You know, but they say, yeah, well, but so I was like, okay, fuck it. Went down, knocked out a beat, a right. dope beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I, 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 I bit what I thought was the funkiest baseline out situation by Yazoo, and I, I twisted that up. Uh-huh. You know, and, 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 and came up with a funky beat and add my own flavor to it. Right. Broke broke out my book of rhymes that that been in existence since 1977, <laughs> right. and broke the song. Yeah, and I left a spot for Chili B, uh-huh. but Chili B, who wasn't a rapper either, right? He didn't have a rhyme book. Uh-huh. He said he couldn't come up with anything, so I had to write new rhymes for him. Really. So if you listen to the record and you listen to the style, uh-huh. you'll hear the most of my rhymes are old, old, old school style. Uh-huh. Chili B's rhymes are a little more. Indeed, indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. because no I wrote them then. You know, most of my rhymes were written between seventy-seven and seventy-nine. Yeah, Chili B's were all, all written in nineteen eighty-four. Got you. Yes, makes sense. There's yeah. no doubt. Because computer yeah. age. So you wrote that one too. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. Once again, you guys give me chills when I'm thinking about that stuff, man, because I'm telling you, man, I- I'm going to get to that also, because I want to say something about that also. But let me, I tell you what, let me tell my story right quick. Sure. So this is this is how how much jam, jam on it was. Jam on Revenge was the song. So my brother's a DJ, Fort Jackson, South Carolina, Columbia. He, he, he has me. He's older than me. He's a couple years older than me. So He's a DJ. They got all these big speakers. They got all the record crates. So he brings my big tail along so I can carry all this stuff and help him look. And he's that's, that's your job, man. Right. And so he tells me, you know, I'm gonna get you in the club, right? You want to be cool, right? You want to be, you know, get you in the club. He's like, just don't go out there. Just stay up here around so don't nobody know. You know what I'm saying? He said, just stay back here. So it was never a problem. I always did that. So he says, hey, I'm gonna get something to drink. This song is playing. He said. It's, I should be back before it ends. Don't worry about it. Just stand here. I need somebody to be here. I'm like, okay. So I'm standing up there, and, and the crowd is, I mean, the club is packed. And I mean packed out where, you know, you can barely move to get through there. And so 
he's going up to the bar and I'm just chilling and I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, nah, 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 you know, here I am, I'm 13, 14 years old, but I'm a big dude, you know, 13, 14, so, and then next thing I know, I'm looking at the record and I'm like, oh, this, <laughs> this is about to end. And I'm looking for him, he's nowhere in sight. I'm like, oh my goodness. So I said like, I gotta put something else on. So me, what I go put on? I don't know how to mix like that. You know, I'm going to give it one of those, bam, just go to the other side, you know, for the mixer. And so I put on Reaganomics. Reaganomics. Burn, burn, burn up. So mind you, the floor is packed. I put on Reaganomics. Everybody leaves the floor. I mean, everybody. Man, I'm in full panic mode now because I'm like, man, I look stupid. I look real stupid because they all left the floor. So the next thing I know, here he comes at a hurry pace. He's coming up. He's just like, what the hell are you doing? And I was just like, yo, you didn't, you, you didn't get back. He's like, move out the way. So what does he do? He pulls out, jam on it. He puts that record on, boom, boom. The whole floor is packed again. And I was just like, I'm going to stay, I, I'm an MC. That's what, I'll, <laughs> that's what I know I am. There's no more, there's no more trying to be no DJ. I'm not that bad. So that was just the time that, and I still can feel that right now, how nervous I was. But I say that, to say that that song, no matter when, and I've said it on online many times. I'm just like, if anybody brings it up, I'm just like, yo, 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 stop fronting. <laughs> Nucleus and jam on is the song. I said, I don't care who you are, old, young, or whatever. When it boom, 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 when that comes in, it's over. It's over. It's one of the greatest songs ever. I mean, I really mean that, man. So. When did you truly realize that Jam on Revenge was on another level? Well, jam on it. it yeah. On yeah, Jam on it. I'm um, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when did I realize it was on another level? Wow. I, you know, I don't think anybody's ever asked me that question. Really? Yeah. I knew. Uh-huh. I mean, it took me 45 minutes to come up with the track, and I knew the track was dope. Right. I knew it was dope as hell. No doubt. I, the rhymes were rhymes that are battle-tested. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the rhymes have been said forever. Right. And I love Chili B's rhymes. Yes. All that came together. I knew it was going to be a good record. When I played it for Joe Webb the first time, Mavac, he didn't hear it until... We were in the studio and we mm -hmm. dropped it. Yeah. He didn't like it. I really? said, What do you think, man? He said, I don't like it. I said, Man, that shit is a hit. I'm telling you. <laughs> said, I don't like it. Really? But Joe Webb was an older cat. You okay, know? I got you. I you got know, you. He, he's from the doo op era of the 60s. Got you. Got you. So, but wow. Cosmo, it was out of here, man. Cause and, and we're, we're in the South, and I know that that song hit every. There's no it, place. It, 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 it was it, it was killing everywhere. Oh yes, and every time it's the most to, to this day, when that bass line drops, yes, sir, and everybody screams, <laughs> the hair on the back of my neck stands up. Ah, oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And to this day, yes. And I'd be sitting there in my 60s playing a bunch of 50-year-olds. Yeah. They will start to break dance and yeah. all. Yes. It, it, to this day. Yes, sir. When did 
I realized that it was next level. You know when I realized it? You know, I knew it was a great rep. Uh-huh. I real when when I realized it was a blessing from God. Mm. And that was when it decided to come back, you know, because after a while, the record company stopped selling it. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know. Yeah. You know, in the 90s, it is that they stopped playing on the radio. You hear it every now yeah, and then on, on the old school and noon show, uh-huh, but that's uh-huh. about it. Yeah. And it wasn't out there. And so the the the, the royalty checks dried up and all that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was only when I took it back. Mm-hmm. And when I say took it back, record company wasn't doing anything with it. Yeah. It was sitting there. I said, I'm putting the motherfucker back out. And that was yeah, just right. when iTunes and MP3s were coming wow. back out. It hit on the Billboard charts, and I bet you it's still there. Top electric, 100, 100 top electric songs. Yes, yes. It got in the top 100 and stayed there. Oh, man. And I bet you, I haven't looked at that chart in years, but I bet you you look now, it's still in there. Man, all I know. And, that's, and, and all I know is it bought my family, you know, we, I mean, we, we, we always made things work. Uh-huh. But now it's back like it, it was a new record again, carrying my family. Able to eat for life, you know, because man. I got my rights back. I yes. own masters and all. Oh, awesome, awesome, man. And and, so and you know, that. yes. And so he tell these motherfuckers you getting on there, you getting on here. Thirty five years. Yes. Get your fucking rights back. Yes, indeed. You know, I tell tell these motherfuckers, and they say, "Oh man, no, that's some bullshit." And I tell, I did it. Yes. Yes. Get your rights back. Right. You paid your dues. It's yeah. done. Yeah. You know, if, if if anybody should be pimping your shit, you it should be. You. That's right. Indeed. You know? Yeah. But um, th- I, I've always knew it was a special record. Definitely a special but record. I, but, and I've always knew it was a blessing. Mm-hmm. But to the status that it is, that I really think that it's going to take care of my grandkids an iconic song, man. It's, yes. it's 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 legendary. It's an iconic song once again that will be there forever, man. I'm telling you, it's a special, special song. Yes, and 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 thank you for it. That's what I want to say no, to you. No. Thank, thank, thank you God for it. For it. Oh, thank, thank God you. is it, it, thank indeed you for the love, man. Support. Hey. Yeah, no doubt, you know, man. Because, like I said, it's the record I worked on of all the stuff that I worked on in my life. It's yeah. probably the record I've done the least amount of work in. Wow. And, and they wanted one. a rap record. I said, yeah. okay, boom, 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 boom. Where's my rhyme book? Okay, yeah. we need a hook. How about jam on? Jam on it. Jam on it. <laughs> Done. Oh, my goodness, Done. man. Hey, forever would be one of the, to me, just one of the greatest songs ever. So, hey. now, I also want to say, though, mm. when you saying that, that, that computer age, push the button, was supposed to be the, let me tell you something. That song right there is also so incredible. And then you said that you wrote the, the, the lyrics for Chili B and his it's the tone of his voice, more bassy like, you know? Yeah. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Chili B. Man, come on, man. Oh, he had the voice, man. Oh, yeah, my he, goodness. Hey, he was man. one hell of a bass player. He was a better musician than me. No two ways about it. Listen. The, the, the solo on Computer Age... That solo after the break, oh, oh my that's Chili B on the synth. 
And oh, he kills that solo. I, I got this once again, man. I, the goosebumps are coming on me, man, because it's just taking me back to such a great time in my life, man, of being in Fort Jackson and being young and growing up. And my brother, I love him so much, being that DJ and always having that music there because we had all of that. He played all of that, man. And being in the club and seeing the people love the songs and just dance because you guys, once again, had them. You had them. I don't care. You put that music on, we were on the floor dancing. Whether it was in the skating rink, whether it was in the teen clubs we were doing, we were on that floor, man. Because, you know, the sonics of those songs, you know, are hypnotic and bring back memories of a time in my life that brand, that's branded in my mental. I'll never forget it. You know, so, so when I hear them, I'm just like, I tell my kids, it's like, man, if you guys only knew, I say, y'all feeling what's going on? You hear it? And they're just like, yeah, dad, that's, I was like, I know, I know. So anyway, once again, thank you for that. I, I got to say it again. Thank, thank you, yeah, God. Thank, thank God. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Definitely. So what do you remember most about those early days of hip hop, though? The early days. What do you remember? The battles. The battles. Now, now you when you say early, remember I go back to the seventies. So yeah, I, I assume you. that's the early days you're talking about. No, I want, yeah, what, what you know, yeah, because you guys are the foundation of it, man. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the the battles, man. You know, and, and every every aspect of it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. every aspect of it. Um, it's what we lived for. Yes. You know, we, I mean, you got high and, and you got on the tables. And you, <laughs> You know, every now and then you had a little piece of job that you worked in yeah, order. A piece of job. <laughs> you know, that the, the substance was going out there and, 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 and partying, man, yeah, and, yeah. and jamming, and, and especially the battles, you know? Right, right. I, I mean, it... it, it it, it's so hard to explain unless you lived it. You live, and that's why it, it, it was like, oh, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it's like gang warring without, with, without violence. Right. You know, and, and because of that, and because a lot of times, you know, the way we were mm -hmm. was we, we never disrespected another crew. Right. You know, personally. Mm -hmm. We disrespect you with the speakers, right? We disrespect you with the tracks we dropped, yeah, and all that. But you know, we go shake your hand and all that afterwards, you yeah. know, because we came from a situation where sometimes you go up against somebody that's too big, mm -hmm. you call another crew up and you combine forces. Uh, you know, uh, we did a lot of that, yeah. you know. We did a lot of that, especially early before we got most of our shit. Yeah. You know, so it, 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 was, it was love, even though it was battle. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it was a Brooklyn thing. So, you know, cats, cats weren't about, you know, about violence towards each other mm -hmm. when it came down to that. It was a competition love thing. You know, and, and remember, not everybody was DJing back then. Right, right. So most of the crews knew each other, mm. you know, because it wasn't like everybody was a DJ yet. Right. You know, but um, it, it, it's... Uh, uh, no, it's, it, it's love to hear you talk about it. And just the fact that when I talked to Raheem and you guys coming up the same time, and he's yep. over there in the Bronx, and their thing is different from what you guys got going absolutely. on. Absolutely. And that's absolutely. so when you say that about the battling and all that, man, that's, I'm telling you, that's amazing. But New York is 
so many different facets, yep. you know? So, so that's, that's a beautiful thing. The melting pot, most definitely. That's why but the, the majority of people across the United States, when it came to music, we had that, you know, that especially with hip hop, New York was it, man. It was where it came from. So, you know, it's love. Now you said earlier and, and about how, when your music is played, or when you hear it, how, you know, the hairs of your neck still come up and stuff like that. That reaction, man, I'm not even going to go into that question because I was going to ask you that, but you already said that. That is beautiful, man, because I know that's how I feel. So I can just imagine how you feel when you hear your song and see the people really getting into it and, that, you know, that are still excited, man. So so that's that's love. So the Fresh Fest. Mm. So, so Raheem, uh, excuse me, Doc I was talking about being on the Fresh Fest. I... It, when it was here in Columbia, South Carolina, I was there. So, mm. you know, I was listening. I enjoyed it. So, so what was it being on that, you know, how was it being on that, you know, Fresh Fresh tour? And, you know, actually, just like I said, I actually attended the show. How was it to you? Oh, that was amazing, man. Yeah. Um, you know, realizing that we were part of something that was brand new. Yes. And, and you know, was, was, was you know, I, I, I wonder if if the robes, the, you know, that the Fresh Fest took, took towards hip hop infiltrating mm-hmm. American culture all over the country right. is understated. Mm. You know, because we played in front of thousands every night, and we, I, I, I'm I'm not sure this, but I seem to remember doing two shows some nights. Right. No, right. um, it, it 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 was amazing, and it was different for us, you know, because we were a family act. Indeed. Indeed. You know, yeah. we had our kids with us. Right. You no, know, Neek and Chili B. You know, Neek and Bob had their two kids. Yeah. And my son was less than a year. Oh, gotcha. You. You no, know, and we, we were all on the road. You right. know. You know, so everybody else was getting to do the extra party and all that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not us. We we were li- basically living on our bus. Yeah. But we were loving it, man. So it so was so, an so amazing what, experience. So what was your um I know you have many, but what was probably give me one of your most memorable shows that you've done. Most memorable show on the Fresh Fest was was the night we did Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> and you know, it, it was our first time being there, mm-hmm. and we we won. We we had already done done um, sound check. Okay, and I was still on stage. Ron was up there. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Grandmaster D? Mm-hmm. Who did it? Was yeah. A few of us on stage, uh-huh. and sound check was over, so they opened the doors. Right. And this is the old, old Coliseum-like uh-huh. place, you know, okay. auditorium and shit. Yeah. They open the doors and either <laughs> and oh shit. The people ran in through the doors all around the place. And instead of running down the aisles, mm-hmm. they jumped up on the back of the chairs mm. and ran down the tops of the chairs. Really? <laughs> and I'm like, Everyone looked at me and said, welcome to Detroit, man. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've never seen nothing like that. Yeah. And, and that night, that night, we had decided 
you know, because our show was okay, but I wanted to 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 to, to um, give it more excitement. Yes. So I changed up the format of the show, and that mm. was and that was that night. Okay. And you know, we opened. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So the crowd is nuts, and we came out, and we came out. I don't know if you saw this portion of the show, but we 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 stole a move from. If you remember, you remember Devo, right? Yeah. This thing. Right. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> we came out on stage doing that. You know, to computer age. Oh my goodness, <laughs> man! <laughs> the crowd lost its right. mind. Yes. Lost yes. its mind, yes. and everybody just fed off of our show. Oh man, beautiful! And and that was also the first night. I don't know if you ever you ever you seen the Fat Boys live? Yes, yes. The Fat Boys used to come out in an outfit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then. They do their first song, and then they would have to change into their jail. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What they were in jail. Yes, indeed. But they would they would go. We'll be right back. <laughs> and then they go off the stage, and yeah. everybody be waiting while they change their outfits and all that. Yeah. Charles Stetler, who was their who was their manager, uh-huh. traveled with them. He was their road manager as well back then. Right. White boy. Yeah. So I told him, what you should do is get yourself a cop uniform. Mm-hmm. And just when they perform in that, you come out, you chase them off the stage. Right, right. And run around like yeah. you're looking for them. They change, and then they come back in their jail outfit. Right, right, right. It would flow smoother. It did. Yeah. You Love know, everybody yeah. will think everything's part of the show. They're right. Not waiting. They're yeah, like, oh, yeah. shit, what's going on? They did that that night the first for the first time too. Oh man! <laughs> I think they well they can't, but I think they continued to do that. I got you afterwards. afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything they came, they they followed us. So the the show just flowed, man. Just flowed. Well, well, well so let me let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. So when Run DMC really started doing their thing, so of mm-hmm. course you guys already knew Run DMC, and, and when and when Run DMC came out. Do you think that the music landscape kind of shifted? Oh, to what they were Run, doing. Run DMC was the first crew we we coined the phrase "new school" for. Got you, got you, got and you. and it wasn't. It's like that because it's like that was a, was a, 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 a an electro funk record, just like Nucleus was. Right, electric. right, right. Sucker MCs. Oh my goodness, man! Two years ago. Oh man, that shit dropped. And, and the thing is, it was a B side on. It's yes. like that. Yes, sir. Motherfuckers just started playing that shit. We played the nothing. Listen, I know, I know that so well. I was just, just run DMC crazy, man. That changed everything. Yes, sir. Indeed, I, I said I had to ask that because it, it did seem like just like when I asked Raheem, I was just like, you guys weren't doing the blah 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 stuff like that. I said you guys were more into lyrics after that. You guys were wanted to party, but you know, like with the message and stuff like that, it changed. So I was just like, and now then you guys come, it changed. You know, so if you could just see those different, you know, things happening, you know, in the music, man. So let me ask you this. Having the hits that you guys have, how often are you guys still touring? How often do you still tour? Well, we haven't toured much since the pandemic. Okay. We used to tour pretty pretty often. Yeah. Chili B passed in 2010. Yeah, yeah. So now it's me, Lady E, 
and um, Al T, MC yeah. Harmony. Yeah. Three of us go out. Um, when the new album comes out, Neek is going to, Neek is doing background vocals on the new album. Okay. And she'll start performing again with us. Um, we go out as long as often as shows come. Something's, we've had some years where we've had lots of shows. Got you. But since the pandemic, we haven't had much. Okay. But but I'm not mad at it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's giving me time for studio work. And I, I ain't gonna lie, 2020 and 2021, I was trying to hide the fuck at home anyway. Right. <laughs> you know, but um, we, we we got the itch to get back out there now. Yeah, yeah. So, so do you, uh, can we expect any new music or projects from you anytime soon? It's 50 years of hip hop mm-hmm. this it year. Is. That's right. It's 40 years of Nucleus this year. Wow, wow. The wow. new album, Jam On Returns, I'm writing, I, I would be done. Uh-huh. And last year, Method Man dropped Meth Lab 3. Uh-huh. And I listened to that and I said, motherfucker, <laughs> you got to do some boom bap. Yeah, I got you. You got to do some boom bap. It's real hip hop. You know? and, and the thing is, I, it's not what people expect from us, uh-huh. but it's the, of all hip hop, you know, because only because I we predate boom bap, right? Indeed, but that's hip hop I love the most. That's hip hop, man. Uh, that's the hip hop I love the most. Oh man! So oh. It, it, I'm doing um what I call in the the record I'm I'm writing three of them, uh-huh. and they'll be on the album. What I call what I call a, a electro funk hip hop with a boom bap beat. Oh, I love it. Listen, I, I'm looking forward to it. You, if you're doing it, you're producing it. Yes, and sir. Out, you did all that production, man. Stuff. Man, I'm telling you, it's love. It's love. Thank you, man. So, so what's the what's the last song you listened to? The very last song you listened to. You talking about hip hop, or you talking? No, about- I'm talking about whatever song it is. I don't care what it is. What's the very last song you just listened to? Uh, what's it? Uh, Along came Betty. Along came Betty. Yeah, it's a jazz song. Okay. I just heard it in my car before I came in the house. Along came Betty. Um, I'm trying to remember who did it. I don't think that was Bill Evans. No, it might have been Bill Evans. So I haven't heard of that song. Long came Betty. So you know I, I'm gonna go check it out. You know jazz? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love jazz music. All right, and the song goes And I probably no, no, and I and I and well, I probably you don't know heard it. Indeed, because I you know I got some people that I got some people who are are are, are jazz aficionados and they they they're jazz purists. And, uh, no, I, I, I learned long ago. I, I grew up on all kinds of music, just like you did. Yeah, yeah. All kinds of music. The music to go to to clean your palate. Yes. When you got all kind of shit going on mm-hmm. that, and you get back to reset you. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Right. Yes. Hey, I, I I love it, man. I always I, go to jazz, and then then I can do anything. Hey, man, I feel you. I always go play my Joe sample. Yeah, spell, Spellbound is like one of the greatest albums oh, in the world. I oh, love it. I just get by myself and I enjoy it. You know, some, some Grover Washington Jr., of course. Why? Anyway, yeah, all, all that stuff. 
Now, let me ask you this, though. Mm -hmm. What happened to the, um, the, the youngsters that were breaking for you? Slam 84 and uh, the, the young guys that were breaking. You know, I, I've got Slam on Facebook, and I haven't uh -huh. talked to him in a minute. And I'm glad you said that. I need to, to peek up and peek him out. Um, well, Slam, love Slam. Mm -hmm. Slam was the only one that was loyal to us. When we found out, we were getting ripped off. Mm -hmm. After we dropped the second album, Matt Vagas, before the second album came out, but right. while we were doing the second album, we found out that Joe Webb, you know, because he never paid us. Okay, really? He, yeah, he kept all the money. Wow. And he, he, he and we he kept telling us we were in the red, we were in the red. And I sat in in in, in Adam Levy's office, that's mm -hmm. Boris Levy's son. Right. I sat in his office, I said, Adam, when are we going to get out of the red? He said, what you talking about in the red? We gave Joe Webb a check for, for a quarter million dollars just a couple of weeks ago. Wow. And I said, oh, shit. And by this point, I was making a little money, mm -hmm. you know, from songwriting. Yeah. But Chili B and Neek, they were having a hard, you know, because he didn't right. write as right. much. He wrote more on the second album. Yeah. But all the time we were on the first album, he was busy with the one of the reggae bands that I we were in together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't think he believed in it as much as I did. <laughs> you know, and I was enveloped in it, but he yeah. was, you know, at base will travel. Right. But um, I was pissed because I said, they should have money and this motherfucker's taking all of it. Yes. So we decided to stop working with him. Mm -hmm. And what happened was Slam took our side. Right. And got kicked out. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, so by the time we did the 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 second recording, the second album, it was just Paul and Otis. Slam. Paul was um um. Damn, I'm getting old. Kid Fresh. Okay. And Otis is a little old me. And yeah. it was just two of them. Slam was gone. Okay. What happened afterwards when we decided to stop working with them? Mm -hmm. Joe Webb went and made a phony nucleus and put them in it. Really? Yeah. Because if you remember, Paul and Otis slamming yeah, yeah. little me. If you know the record, um, I want to be a b boy. Uh huh. I wrote that. I wrote those rhymes for them. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so we had them rapping on there. Mm -hmm. You know, but um, yeah. So I guess Joe Webb thought that was good enough, even though I thought it was shit. <laughs> Joe Webb thought that was good enough, and did. Excuse me, a couple of a couple of bogus nucleus records with wow. them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So um I'm in touch with um Otis's son. I've talked mm -hmm. to Otis. Right. Paul is out there somewhere, you know. Yeah. Just the fact that they're grown, they're grown as oh, men. They're old men now. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's so crazy. So now I want to get to my story, man. Uh-huh. So my brother and his crew, they brought you guys down to South Carolina. We were at the Batesburg Civic Center. And it was you guys. I think it was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Uh, sometimes I get it mixed up with the Run DMC one. I don't think you guys will run DMC. But anyways, a few other acts that were there. And I here we are in the show was. Say again? I think I probably know what the show is because we didn't talk with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde for so, for so yeah. long. So, so we're in the back and... Um, 
me and my, my brother Greg, my boy Greg, is like my best, just one of my great, just a great dude. And we, we will never forget this. So mm -hmm. we're back there watching you guys. And I remember you introducing us to, man, that's Slam 84, man. And, and he, you know, talking about his back is, what'd you say? His back is uh, insured for, you know, you just talked about <laughs> and I was, you know, his back is insured for a million dollars, whatever. So we were just back there and we were just kind of like in awe because we were like, this is Nucleus. You know, we love this music and it's you guys and you're and you guys are back there. And it was really it was you having conversation with us, just like you knew us forever. And so we're just having conversation, man. And, and this is what you told us. You said, hey, man, I'm no better than you guys. I, I just got more money than you got, but I'm not better than you. And let me tell you something that has stuck with us for life. I know I. I. I don't look at artists and certain other people. I just don't look at them like that. I look at everybody just as human beings and, and respectful and, and, and be respectful. And I'm telling you, I thank you for that. We thank you for that because it was just like an amazing, you, you open our minds up to so much that, that, you know, from the eighties all the way to 2023, that that was stuck with us. So thank you, my brother. Because that meant so much to us. It really did, man. And I had to tell you that story, man. I had to. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's always been my philosophy. Yeah. Always been, you know. You know, nobody, because somebody is blessed in one way or the other mm -hmm. or gets lucky in one right. way or the other. Right, right, right. It doesn't make you better than anybody else. Yeah. You know, we're all here on, on, on our walks, man. We're all taking our walks. Yes, yes, indeed. You yeah, know? we all we all got a story, man. And That's I just right. know that that uh that really it, it did a lot for us. Because yeah. I'm telling you, man, I, I I'm so positive about me. And you know, I always want to have this peace and love, man. And I'm not trying to hear no yeah. madness, no BS, yeah. with me with all that stuff right there. But yeah. I could be you could drop me in any room. You can drop me in a room with a billionaire, you can drop me in the room with the 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 less fortunate, I'm going to be right there with them because I got respect for them all, man. Yeah. And, and, and I just, once again, we thank you for those great words that you gave us so long ago that still resonate with us to this day, man. So we I, really, I, we I, really I, thank I'm you. I'm honored and I'm flattered, man. Yeah, no, so, so, so are we, man. Believe me. So, um, is there anybody out there you want to acknowledge, man? You know, big them up and shout them out. Anybody I want to acknowledge, um, Wow, this, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't want to start naming yeah, names. because it's that many. I got you. I'm going to drop them. But um, everybody out there uh -huh. who's about positivity. Yes, indeed. You know, um, you know, I, I curse like a sailor. Mm -hmm. Curse like a sailor. But I don't curse on records. Okay. And the reason I don't curse on records is because when we were in the parks, we didn't curse on the mic. Right, right. Now, 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 some of us were downright gangsters. Mm -hmm. I, and some crews would probably downright killers. Right. But we didn't curse on the mics. You know why? Because everybody's family is out. That's there. right. Indeed. We were you were in the streets. Gotcha. And your grandmoms is out there. Right. And, and, and the little kids was out there. Everybody, and you were gonna hear shit. Yes, indeed. <laughs> shit if you cursed on the mic. You right. cursed all you wanted, but not on the mic. Not on the mic. And I always kept that respect as far as the records are concerned. Yeah. So 
now we've gotten to the point where people just say what the fuck they want to say. Real talk. Without any kind of responsibility yeah. or sense of responsibility. You know, and, and, and I respect, I respect your right mm -hmm. to do so. Right. But I respect even more your restraint mm. from putting out the kind of stuff that spreads negativity. I feel you. You know, tell your story. Yeah. You know, because some of these stories are constructive. Mm-hmm. You know, even even if they are negative in nature, they are constructive because you were at the ends. Right. You know, you went towards those ends, but there's too many motherfuckers that that are just doing it just for the buck, man. Yeah, indeed. indeed. You know, following the flow because they figure that's how you get the dollars. Right. One hundred percent. You you, you, know? you are one hundred percent correct. There, there's no doubt about it, man. And, and, and mind you, there's a huge difference between because. You know, one of my favorite records is Annie Up. Uh huh. Oh man. Oh my God, I love that shit. <laughs> but it, 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 as much as you love it, you can't take it seriously. <laughs> you know it, 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 so what it, they're saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody listen to that, and, and so that to me is not about spreading negativity. Oh. It, 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 it's something to the, so ridiculous. <laughs> you just gotta laugh at it. I mean, you know, you know, cap that fool, kidnap that fool. I mean, when you really, think, but the music is so good, and the oh energy my God, is the track. And the energy is, you know, <laughs> the energy that that they bring to that song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I always say oh that. God. I always say that the music gets everybody, yes. and and the lyrics keep them. You know, yes. it's just my thing. So it's just like, man, the music hits you immediately, and then when they come in, man. Oh my God, Billy! In fact, oh my, it's just it's just crazy, man. I, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you. On that. Oh and the remix was so dope too. Oh yeah, the remix off the chain. Off the chain. But um, oh. but I, I'm not, I'm not the the, the hip hop cop. You know, I'm not right. telling anybody. Like the the record I was telling you about, that it's called "Go Ahead with It." Uh -huh. <laughs> Go ahead with it. Go ahead. You know. Me, I'm doing electro funk hip hop with a boom back beat. That's, That's what I'm working on. And you I'm, go ahead with it, you know. And I'm yeah, you, I take care of my shit. And I'm telling you right now, we're looking for it, man. And, <laughs> I just want you, I think that's a good place to end right here. I appreciate it. The time has just zoomed by, man, because I've enjoyed this just like I enjoyed Doc and Raheem and my boy Scott. Man, I'm telling you, man, it's just love. I'm enjoying what I'm doing and, and I'm, I'm enjoying bringing what we grew up with. Well, you know, I enjoyed it, Nelson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you guys are the foundation of what I love. You know, it's not no like with me on this. You know, I don't like material things. I don't like this, but one thing I love is music. And I love what, what you guys have, you know, once again, being the foundation for us to build upon. And, uh, you know, hip hop is spread to every music genre out there, every single one of them. And yes, that's, what's, that's what's so great about this yes, genre of music. And I love all genres of music. This hip, -hop, this hip hop thing is really, really special, man. So I just want to thank you again. And so um, can we get the people the information so they can get in touch with you, social media or anything like that? All right. Um, let's see if I can remember everything. Um, <laughs> 
All you got to do, first of all, is, is search Cosmo, C-O-Z-M-O. You take a C, an O, and a Z, and you add M-O, and a freaky D. You know? Cosmo or Disco, Cosmo Disco, D-I-Z-K-O. Yeah, That's is. my handles on Instagram, Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> on Instagram, Instagram, Twitter. Facebook is Ben Cosmo D. Cenac. C-E-N-A-C. Yes, it is. Um, on YouTube, I think it's Cosmo Disco. But oh. if you search Ben Cenac, you'll find me there too. C-E-N-A-C. Um, I'm getting ready to start moving on, on all the social media stuff and start pushing stuff. Right. So I'll be out there. Um, look for it, y'all. Indeed. You know, and um come 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 in, come at it with your mind open. Because one thing you're gonna learn if you don't know already, nucleus don't sound like nobody else. Ah, and don't tough. expect me to sound like I sounded 30, <laughs> 40 years ago. Because no, we don't. But we still ain't going to sound like nobody else either. Indeed, man. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Still growing, still building, man. It's a lovely thing, man. So once again, man, I'm honored to have you here. It's been a true blessing, man. I'm thankful. I appreciate you, man. All right, man. Thank you so much. And uh, anytime you got anything you want to do or or say or whatever, my platform is up to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, come on, put your feet up. It's all good. You don't need to knock and ring the bell. Just come on in, baby. It's It's all up. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, you know who it is. It's the big guy with the big show, the Lord. Nelson, that is, from the podcast Live and Loud with the Lord on the CMS Network with five Royals Entertainment and my very, 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 I want to stop, very special (laughs) guest, very special guest, Cosmo D from Nucleus. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you, brother. Great time. Great time. time. Same here, man. Easy. Listening to Live and Loud with the Lord, Nelson, that is.